Hello everyone, this is Ed K. Smith and welcome to the My Livelihood podcast here with my lovely co-host Lois. How are you Lois? Good morning. Great. <laughs> How, How are, are you? you? Good. And our special guest on the episode today is Julie Bellinge from the Brand, the brand Foundry, if I can speak <laughs> correct this morning. How are you Julie? I'm good, thank you. How are you Ed? Fantastic. You never have to worry about uh, doing weird things on this podcast, Julie, because I take care of that. Um, Lois can attest to that. Yeah. So, uh, so thanks for coming on the the podcast, Julie. We're going to do a bit of a bit of a chat and and uh, get a bit of your background and talk about who you are and and the brand foundry. Yes. And um, I think it'll be interesting to uh, to get your perspective on on things today and uh, what life is like working uh, in the graphic design and branding space, which is what you specialize in. And um, we met before all the, the coronavirus stuff happened. We met at a physical in-person networking event because uh, you're a member of the Business uh, Networking International, BNI. Yes, um, and that's I was there having having lunch, and uh, we had a chat. Yes, and we shook and hands too. We shook hands, <laughs> and and then you actually met Lois in person at another networking event for the Western Suburbs Business Association that yes. I invited you to, and that was mm. the last in person event. That I've ever been to. Yeah, that was right on the cusp. I don't think we were quite shaking hands. We were all standing no. really close together and all shouting at each other to hear. So I think it was close and enough, wasn't it? It well, was a I, few days kept, before. Yeah, sorry. I kept shaking hands with everybody, but um, I was wondering why people were looking at me funny. <laughs> I, I, I sort of go into jazz hands because, you know, that's just my dance background. So I think you find a way, don't you? But it was definitely on the cusp. So it was a very interesting evening and it was fun, actually, because that, yes. was, that was us one song for quite a while. <laughs> yes. So I thought uh, there's a lot of people right now, businesses, that they're, they're, they're struggling with uh, post-corona issues. They're trying to run their businesses. They're trying to get their brand out there. Um, yeah they've got all sorts of challenges that they're, they're dealing with. So we'll get into some of that stuff shortly, but we want to do a bit of a, a look back at Julie. Who is Julie? Where does Julie come from? <laughs> what mysterious things has she been up to in her working life? Um, so let's go back to where you grew up. Let's go mm -hmm. back to, and I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Canada. Yes, correct. Okay. Um, go for it. Yes, so I am from Montreal in Canada. Um, mm -hmm. I have been living there until 11 years ago. So I moved to Australia um, in Perth um, 11 years ago. So uh, back in Canada, I used to um, work in advertising um, agencies and I've worked for a couple of different publishers. Um, and when I moved to Australia, obviously, uh, that was, you know, um, a new world for me. Mm. Uh, also a new language because I was not used to, you know, working English. Um, so I started more of a marketing career. Um, and I did that for a few years, sort of about six or seven years. And then uh, I decided to um, uh, develop my own business 
um, in graphic design because, you know, from the very beginning, graphic design has always been around me and I absolutely love design. I dream about it. I <laughs> think about it every second of every day. So, um, so were, you do, were you doing that sort of stuff in school, in, in high school? Um, not for me with how high school works in, in Canada, but was that a subject that you could you could get involved with and, and start learning about in high school or was it more of a university thing? When did, when did it actually start happening? Look, um, in high school, I don't think the software existed back then. So, <laughs> right. so I started uh, more um, college sort of straight okay. out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned from, you know, Photoshop 4.0. So um, that was about, 20 versions ago so <laughs> yeah, well yeah they update regularly don't they so <laughs> but um yeah so from the very beginning of the adobe suite yeah and and you've worked with some some big companies in canada uh yes. and yeah. done some stuff with red bull and cirque du soleil and these are obviously companies that are known globally and in, in, in australia we know them well so was that, were you working with them directly or were you employed by them? How did that work? Yeah, so my account, I, would, I did not have the Cirque du Soleil account per se, uh, okay. but I was working amongst the same creative, the, the same uh, team of creatives. So they were, they were a client of the agency I was working for then, uh, but, my, but Red Bull was, my, uh, was one of my accounts. Um, so I was doing you know, um, helping with the production of designing some um, media kits and to, to promote um, two events, um, which is Crashed Ice um, in Canada. So okay. it's, a, it's a very quirky um, event sponsored by Red Bull, but it's basically um, a whole bunch of hockey players going downhill on an ice slope. Oh, we're okay. <laughs> um, wearing wearing hockey um, paddings and gears and all that. So it's very like as Red Bull is. It's always like related to um, you know high intense. You know, yes, yeah. Hence, they're giving you wings. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Red Bull is known for its uh, high intensity sport sponsoring, and we used to have something yeah. in Perth until a tragic accident sort of stopped it coming here i think that was the reason was the the red bull air race um okay and it it used to happen over the the swan river and it was it was spectacular i mean a lot of huge crowds would turn up on the banks of the river on either side of uh in south perth and on the uh across the city so on australia day no no, no, no. It was the, um, the accident was on Australia Day. I think the oh, was race was pulled for another reason. Oh, yeah. was it? That was, oh, okay. that was about Maybe three I'm, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. my, got my wires crossed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was quite. You know, it's just there's a lot of money that goes into the sponsorship yeah. of that sort of stuff. So it's massive. Cool. Yeah, massive. So Julie, with your design. Um, you know, passion and, and, you know, being drawn to that. What is it about it that lights you up working with clients in, in that space? What really lights me up is to really elevate a brand. So people will come to me usually because they have, um, you know, various problems like, you know, they have 
they lack, you know, direction in their um, branding and in their marketing collateral and, you know, or they're trying to, you know, reach a different, you know, an upper market that they're just not able to, to reach mm-hmm. with their current uh, branding. And for me to be able to sort of update and upgrade their, their brand look and feel so that they can then go uh, confidently to this upper level um, for me, that really is um, rewarding. Fantastic. So it's really, yeah, it's bringing in more um, clients for them and then the clients they love to work with and, and then you get to work with great clients as well. So it's yeah. a win-win, isn't it? I, yeah. I noticed actually, you, you mean, your, your um, brand foundry website's really impressive. It's very funky. I love it. And it sounds like you have quite, you know, a, a nice range of clientele um, from SMEs and, and larger organisations. But yeah. you also work with sort of the consultant and the freelancer and those people too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I think the branding... Um, exercise is can be applied to any um any type of businesses um you know whether they are whatever industries they are Mm -hmm. you know it's always the same sort of formula and and you know it's just we adapt it to um to the different businesses we deal with yeah, fantastic. And um, you must get asked this a lot, maybe, but I always have to say when people talk about branding, branding isn't a logo. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I define a, a, a brand is a little bit like a person. So you have the image, um, you have the personality, and you have the voice as well. So, um, you know, just like a person. So, you know, whatever you wear, you know, however you put your hair or, you know, people make a first impression when they see you, you know, in how many uh, little seconds they get in touch with you. And then, you know, is the way you express yourself um, through, you know, which is your voice, um, how you talk, um, the language you use, um, you know, your vocabulary, the expand of your vocabulary and all that. Um, and it's also, you know, your tone, your, um, the emotions you, um, you communicate. So it's, it's looking at all this and see, really understand your, the target market and, and understand what the brand or the business want them to feel when they walk out of the room so it's like it's like an interview you know you come across and you want Mm. you want them to be impressed by you so you wear the right clothes you say the right things and you know you smile and you um you try to be charismatic so that when you walk (laughs) out of the room then they have an opinion about you so it's really about understanding what the audience need to have as impression in order to get you know to get them a conversion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And obviously sometimes the logo is part of a whole branding strategy for people, but often it's the thing that they can express that they need or want from you. Yeah. And I was curious about, um, you know, logos when people go, Oh, I'm starting a new business. I need a logo and they'll, they'll shop around or they'll maybe recall in horror when they find out 
a high-end designer like yourself, you know, yeah. um, has a has a great, you know, a range a range of different offerings, obviously. But um, yeah. some people will shop online, obviously, just like I'm in the career profession. And some people will think, oh, I'll just do a fifteen dollar online test or a free online test, and it'll tell me what I should do with the rest of my life. <laughs> so, what what are your comments on that sort of, you know, logo shopping services? Look, um, are you talking about the sort of the crowd short? Well, there's a couple yeah. of different options, yeah. aren't there? There's going to say yeah. Fiverr and getting a, a, a low-cost designer where you are dealing mm-hmm. with a person, but you may not really know them and they might, might, not, might not know you. And then yeah. there's, the, there's the, the sort of the crowdsourcing type of competition type yeah. logo sites yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. And you also have the do-it-yourself platforms as well. Um, yeah. That You know, so if I can just provide my opinion on the the crowdsourcing um, mm-hmm. website load obviously the do-it-yourself you can try <laughs> and 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 see the results um, but uh, for the crowdsourcing website I think they do provide a solution to a certain type of problem but um, I wouldn't say that as especially as a designer with a creative studio I wouldn't say that they're the so you know they're the civil bullet yeah. um, because for a few reasons um, you know, the cultural language barrier sometimes can be um, difficult and make, mm-hmm. make it difficult for you to brief um, the creative. Um, and also, you know, there's just so many people on these platforms that um, yeah. it's hard for you to really judge the technical capabilities of everyone. And, and it's just a matter of first and best dress. You know, you post... A job and then within yeah. less than one second you sometimes you have like 30 people and and how do you go through all this and pick the right person for yeah. you so, yeah. well I julie i can certainly say my 15 years of um being in business and ed as well yeah we've, we've gone through a few different logo iterations of different things and different programs yeah. we've been running and that sort of thing so i think i've experienced most of those mm. and what i would say is that um you're quite right the array of expertise is very very vast on the mm-hmm. spectrum of um i got one where i got little cartoon characters back like disney characters back i think that was for a business card right up to really quite impressive design and everything yeah. in between and yeah and so the time you take doing that you really yeah. have to say sorting through all of that you really have to say what's my hourly rate or my packages and really give it to someone who knows what they're doing yeah. and i think that's the that's the key too is that you help extract from your client what it is they don't know they need yeah yeah well it's a big risk um but you know it can bring big rewards and it can bring also big loss. So you know who knows? Maybe you wanted to you know Disney cartoons on your business card, and you're like, "Hang on, you know this is." I think it was infringement of copyright, actually. <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds more like it. I actually but, thought but someone maybe in training, you know, like maybe it was someone who was eight or something like that. It was. But it's the same with anything out. with any type of professional service. So like I've been managing and, and dealing with you know, Google ad accounts for 17 years and sure, someone can just come along, open up a, a, an account with Google, uh, go and start running their own ads, but they're dealing with the tip of the iceberg. And I know for a fact that the majority of people who go, even if they've done a course, 
they still just don't know all the nuances that actually really make the difference. And that's the thing. You bring that perspective of having all the years of experience. You're going to see things that these guys as a business owner will never see or think of because they're too close. They've got their business right there and they don't understand what branding and marketing and the combination of the two are. They're very good at doing their specific job in their business or whatever their career is but they don't know branding and marketing. They think often they do. And I'm sure you get plenty of people who turn up with all sorts of weird and wonderful ideas to present mm-hmm. to you, Julie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hence we turn them to the DIY, so, you know, DIY yeah. platforms. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, you can go and set up a Canva account and, you know, most people don't have what it takes. They don't have the creative skills to even do a logo, let alone do, do branding. So, um, but it does provide a solution up to a certain degree. Up to a certain point, um, absolutely, yeah. You know, I can't say that, you know, I'm not going to be saying, you know, Canva is a bad thing, you know. They'd, you no, know, no, it has its place, of, completely. Yeah, exactly, it has its place, but up to a certain level, like up to a certain degree, eventually you'll need, well, depending on your business, maybe you don't, and maybe it will, it will um, help, you know, with all your needs. And that's great, yeah. but you know, you might, it's not the silver bullet. Like I said, it's, no, no, yeah. but your, your opinion, you, you think that businesses should um, incorporate branding and design as part of their, their strategy, correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, the tighter the relationship with uh, marketing, especially, you know, businesses with a marketing department, Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the tighter you can be with as a marketing manager uh, with the design agency, the, the better. Um, and even involving the designers as part of the sales meeting or the exec meeting um, is is great because as a designer, and if I can speak for my own business, um, um, a really understanding why we do a campaign or, you know, and why we deliver, you know, a certain message Um, for Mm -hmm. us. It helps us to really deliver a more, you know, the, an adapted solution, a visual solution to, to the message we're trying to communicate. It's like what I was saying about, you know, branding is your voice and, and your personality. So, so if I really understand the core of, of why we do something in a specific way, then, then I'll be able to project the correct image. So, and cool. it is by being involved with, with sales teams and marketing teams and the exec teams that really we understand the core of the business and, and we're help, able to help them better. But obviously that would perhaps apply to, to um, bigger businesses with marketing departments but um, for smaller businesses it could also apply for like you know speaking with directly with the owner fantastic fantastic so currently at the time of this recording we're uh, sort of coming through the whole coronavirus Mm -hmm. stuff and everyone's been thrown in the deep end with all sorts of things they have to have to deal with working from home for the first time uh, and using platforms like Zoom and all, all these types of uh, different challenges they've got to deal with. So what, stop what changing would you, hands. You stop, <laughs> yeah, virtual, virtual handshake. Uh, so what would you recommend businesses um, do sort of getting over the, the hump of the coronavirus for, 
for the area that you work in? Yeah. Um, so I think there's a real opportunity for people to provide a better brand experience. And um, I think customers need to really be looked after after what we've been through. Um, and so putting the customer first, um, start caring um, and looking after them, be useful and try to help them with your services in any way you can. And also um, really value now that the restrictions are lifting, really value face-to-face -face interactions. And because people are craving social interactions, um, the return to social interactions. And I think as a business, you can um, ask yourself like, what, what can I do um, differently? What can be more engaging, more fun, more memorable for my clients? And, and all of this, um, you know, it all comes to, you know, trying to be creative and be innovative. Um, and you can do this by, you know, doing lots of research and, and um, asking for branding input um, and, you know, try take the time to, to try new things um, because now, you know, you have a reason to. <laughs> mm, absolutely. So, so if you had to pick, I know this is going to be a really hard question because, uh, you know, you, like me, I see things through my own lens. Yeah. Um, I have a very strong marketing view when I look at things. I have a, a strong time with domain, which domain names, which is a, a huge part of building a brand. Having a mm -hmm. having the right domain name can make a big difference in the overall picture. Um, so I, I look at everything through that sort of sort of lens. So when you're seeing things in you know you everyone's bombarded with marketing and branding related stuff these days. They're getting they're seeing stuff come at them on social media not just television and magazine ads as it used to be back in the olden days when I was a boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're getting all this, all this sort of stuff happening. What are some standouts in your head that you've seen uh, in terms of companies that you go, wow, they really nailed that. That was some fantastic branding. Does anything pop into your head that you've seen recently? Recently? Um, in the I last five years, that'll be recent enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know how old is this brand per se, but I would say um, a brand like T2 would okay, yeah. really stand out and really nailed, um, you know, the recipe for, um, how do you call it? The You know, just, um, you know, creating an epic brand. Mm -hmm. Um just with you know it it goes to is the real brand experience i think is you know you walk into the store and it you just become you know it's just loose tea leaves shop you know yeah <laughs> but then they really just go in it you know you get a great customer service i have never walked into a tea tour without at least two or three different types of tea that I didn't know I was interested in until I walked in there. Yeah, um, but, yeah. you know, it's all, you know, being surrounded by all those, you know, really cool and modern cubes and, you know, those orange labels. Mm. Um, and it's really, it, there's an education also from, um, mm -hmm. from the staff about explaining the various 
rituals of teas and um and you know you also have the you know tea membership that you can get yep. you know there's there's multiple level why i think this brand is iconic which is the word i was looking for yeah, and, and yeah um, i think it's it's interesting because uh they can take advantage of uh, someone when they walk in the store they've got visual uh don't know about auditory whether they're actually hearing anything when they're in the store maybe music they're playing or something but yeah. they've also got smell which is a distinct yeah. thing so they're combining a whole lot of things a whole lot of senses when people go into that space now that's great when you do that in a physical store but we don't have smell vision or smelly computers so you can't you know you can't go on the t2 website and you all of a sudden get these tea smells coming at you when someone invents that they're a billionaire i oh, seriously imagine imagine sitting at your computer and all of a sudden you go on a website and out of some device that's connected to your computer you get a little puff of smell of tea that comes out <sighs> far out i'm going to work on that yeah, well there's their gap in the market oh, i'm going to i'm going to do that so so how does someone yeah take that in-store, in-person experience and get that translating across on a flat screen. Um, mm -hmm. And there's probably some examples you've seen of companies that do that well too. I, look, the one that's touted a lot, and maybe it's getting really old, but Apple has obviously done an exceptionally good job of that over the years. Um, you know, they, they can sell things that are being sold by other people for three times the price. But people are buying it because of, of the experience that they're having with that brand, yep. and yep. they'll do things that aren't logical. <laughs> so, and I think that's the thing: a powerful brand can actually bring that out in someone when they have that feeling of connection and membership. So, how do you deal with this online instead of mm. in person? Look, you can only go as far as your medium, such mm -hmm. as you know the screen will only, um, you know, bring you the certain senses mm -hmm. that you yep. can trigger um obviously the smell may be um a yeah, we'll work on that develop, one. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> but i think um let's say um you know in my previous marketing um experience with you know building companies um uh, with new homes so obviously they build new homes is is their product um, but you know, display homes is their medium, um, yep. and how you can bring that is, I think you could, this is just an example, um, is to really fully embrace the theme of, you know, the display home launch. So on the mm -hmm. display home launch, you can have like all sorts of, you know, decoration that would be reminiscent of the theme. Let's say it's Moroccan. So you can be having someone cooking curry on that day or, yeah. you know, you have, you walk into the room and it's really smells of Moroccan curry. It's all nice and warm. And, you know, you have all the decoration, appropriate interior design to the theme. So that could be a way that you could, um, you know, use more than one sense or two mm -hmm. cents. You know, you've got your, your touch and feel and, um, eyesight and you know, your ears, you can play some music. Uh, but this is, this is a really good question because it's, it's hard to answer on the spot like this, but this is the type of service that, you know, we can provide. And then we go through you through all the different options that you can provide with your service. So if it's one medium, 
um, you know, what are the mediums that you use to promote yeah. the services mm. you do and yeah, what yeah. can we do with this to, um, to help you have a better brain experience. Um, and which brings me to, you know, the brain experience these days, you know, now everybody talks about experience, but I think the next trend in mm-hmm. branding will be relevance. Um, and it comes up in a few research I've been reading recently. And it's just like, how do you tie that brain? Not only is, you know, the brain experience is now, you know, the, the benchmark, um, yep. but now how you stand out is how do you provide a relevant brand experience to, um, to, to your market and what is, how is your brand experience relevant to your why? So we're yes. really taking it one step further. Yeah. Love that, Julie. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's really fantastic. Good. I was mm-hmm. laughing when you were talking about and the smirk on my face when you were talking about, cause it used to be Dale Alcock that you worked for, correct? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I sold new homes for several years for Ross North. So they were our ah. arch enemy. We were, <laughs> yes. we, we were always competing against each other. And, um, but the whole, yeah, I've spent many, 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 many hours in display homes yeah, yeah. doing those. Well, I never cooked any Moroccan food, but. No, you didn't. We, you really didn't. Yeah, lost out in that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. But relevance is so, so I was true. Not talking. I was more talking about, you know, the display home launch. I'm not expecting every sales consultant to develop. Oh, they, no, they should. If anyone's <laughs> listening to it, imagine that's the thing though. If, if you can just uh, take something and heat, you know, heat it up in, in the display home, but you know, I suppose you, you've got to have something. Bread. Cooking bread. Bread. Yes. Fun. Like there's something Absolutely. about homeliness and, you know, yes. bringing culture in, and all those things that reminds your childhood about, you know, yeah, I'm sure there were some guys that did that. Um, our good friend Warren, uh, he's not with us anymore. He was also a new home sales consultant. And I'm sure he did stuff with his wife, Alana. I'm sure they used to do things or cook things or did something like that. It Might have been cookies, I think. Cookies, yeah, I think she used yes. to bake cookies. Oh, that's a good she one. Still See, does. I want a cookie right now. <laughs> Talking about cookies. I'm hungry. That's, that's, very, that's very relevant. And Julie, going, going back to the relevance and also the face-to-face and people mm-hmm. in the contact and, you know, and, and having that experience as well, I was curious, something I've noticed about designers in particular on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and you are an exception and I'm very glad to say because we mm-hmm. met in person and in colour, you know, and um, <laughs> that was lovely. And, and now we're meeting in colour and I just I noticed on LinkedIn a lot of designers graphic designers and, and brand designers are always in mono black and white, their photographs. And occasionally, not all of them, but I've, I've just noticed this trend. And then there's also occasionally the sort of the looking away type of picture, you know, which is lovely and very stylish, say on your website, perhaps depending mm-hmm. on what it is you're doing. But I, I, I tend to find that, you know, that connection is often through the eyes and the smile and, yep. you know, and so I just wondered if you had any thoughts on that or if that's been an observation you've made too. I think um, the black and white and looking away, I think there's a common den- denominator to both style. And I think it's just the designer is trying to er- like erase 
I'm making movement with my hands and it's this podcast, so it's a bit difficult to express right. with words, but just right. <laughs> people need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just to create, um, I think it's just a hidden message that the designer will erase themselves from, from the design. They create the design, but you know, it's you, it, you will shine and we will just, we're working behind. Yes behind the scene and then right. you go ahead and shine this is this is my interpretation of yeah of no, black and that. white and especially i my previous photo i don't know if you noticed was me looking away as well i was half half my face was in the dark and half was lit but you could only see like a bit of a contour, a contour. Uh-huh. okay and um yeah for me that was my way of saying you know this is not about me. It's about you. Yeah. But I guess in a, in your own branding and, and meeting people and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, that's led to, to us having this discussion this morning. I think, yeah, it's just a funny thing, isn't it? Cause LinkedIn is more about actually getting to know the real person mm-hmm. and, and connecting and that know, like, and trust and then, yeah. and then going forward and, and, and developing, you know, relationship, which can lead to, a wonderful branding experience. Yes. So no, I just thought that was—I was curious about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. So you you work. Uh, you have someone else working with you, Chris yes. Plunkett. Is it yes. Plunkett? Yes, Plunkett. Yeah, uh, which is the name of another building company. Anyway, um, <laughs> funnily enough, I don't think they got two. No family in the relation, apparently. No, no relation. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it's a. Cha- I think it's a challenge. Um, trying to do everything yourself and any obviously mm. if you want to grow and have a business that expands yeah. in a lot of cases you need to have staff or, or people who work with you as business business partners how, how do you find that do you do a lot of collaboration with other companies uh, that yes. provide complementary services to what you do mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Um, so we work with uh, web designers copywriters photographers videographers uh we have an illustrator as well um and yeah so we really love to collaborate i think our main focus is branding and i think uh compared to other big agencies there's a lot of middlemen if you know you have to progress a job um Mm -hmm. and yeah there's a lot of departments that has to go through so whilst uh, we provide a more boutique um, mm. service. Boutique is such a trendy term, isn't it? It's lovely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious to see what people think it actually means. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we provide a more boutique experience. Um, yeah. And yeah, really um, can, you know, we have the expertise to just take one project and, and really... Um, um, a provider for end-to-end service despite uh, we have the capacity to do so and you know by providing an end-to-end service regardless of what people are looking for fantastic yeah. so what changes have you seen since you've been so you, you came to Australia 11 years ago mm-hmm. what, have, what have you seen that's changed the most in in your business in your not just in your personal business but in the industry what have you seen people are, are trending more towards these days? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I have those occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I think, um, well, ever since I moved here, I moved on um, Black Saturday. So that was quite a big mm. day, so the day of the Victorian fires. And then I've oh, seen right. the, you know, the mining downturn and, you know, just more recently coronavirus. And I think, I think um, creatively, hmm, how it impacts. I think I would I would say the the evolution of of the brand and the expectations are just getting higher and higher and higher. So yep. when I moved to Australia, um, the trend was about you know the, the emergence of social media as in the businesses. So mm-hmm. um, it was to provide content and and engaging content. So that was just the yep. the benchmark eleven years ago or ten years ago. And mm-hmm. now you have, not only you have to provide engagement, but you also have to provide a good, you know, brand experience as well. And now yes. more recently, you have to provide that as well as being a really, you don't have the choice, but to find your why and knowing it, it's not, you know, it's yeah. not an option now because you have to deliver on that why. So you really yes. need to find it. So the expectations are just getting higher yeah that they are getting higher it's a a very good point i'm a a follower of gary vaynerchuk or gary v as he's often referred to okay uh love him or not love him he's he can be a polarizing man but i i Mm -hmm. like what he says most of the time but he he's a big one and has been talking consistently like a broken record for the last couple of years saying in the future that brands will win brands will be the, the the businesses that do the best are going to be the ones that are remembered, loved, interacted with, um, and you you just know that company, you know that business and what they mm-hmm. provide and what the experience is. So I think differentiating yourself from all the other companies and, and having a focus on this is a critical critical thing to do. So no, it's very good. Lo, you got any other questions for? Julie, we're, we're getting to the... Yeah, actually, Julie, mainly um, I have a friend whose daughter is um, training to be a graphic designer. She's taking a little bit of a segue out to yeah. um, boost her income while she's studying at the moment. And, you know, I, I sort of, I do feel for the young people who have that, um, you know, that passion for design and, and, they're, and they're still in the early stages and learning. Mm-hmm. And then we do have all of these platforms and these low-cost options and things like that. So what would you say to someone who's aspiring to, to move in your direction, um, in particular graphic design, but maybe also more broadly into branding, uh, what, were some, what would be a couple of strategies you'd suggest that they, they take up to, um, to help them in their career? Um, look, because they're, you're saying that because they are competing against those yeah. crowdsourcing platform. Um, look, there is... There is the problem, um, you know, the challenge these days that, you know, the prices were very challenged on prices and on really providing, you know, the correct value um, to clients. Um, Dear, it's like, I don't think there's an answer right now. Yeah. it can be described as a race to the bottom, you know, but I, exactly, I wonder like, in yeah. some ways it's a training mechanism. Sometimes we're paid to train. You know, when I started in careers, I, I was working in a, like a 
career drop-in centre yeah. and, and I, I took it upon myself to go, well, I'm learning, you know. So maybe those platforms are a little bit of learning and experience, getting people who, who say, no, I don't like your design and getting <laughs> developing a bit of a thick skin because that happens at the higher end as well occasionally. Yeah. Um, and maybe, you know, obviously building networks. And I think that's a lovely example of how you met Ed at one networking and then I met you at another networking um, experience and you know yeah. and really getting to know other people who do what you do you know and, and not giving up I think um yeah there's there's um you made a good point about you know networking and and learning and I think whilst we are trying to fight the race to the bottom like you said um I think there is also the obligation from the graphic designer um especially you know people who are freshly out of uni um, to just, you know, do not undersell yourself. Um, yeah. And like I said, those crowdsourcing platform, they do serve a purpose, mm. but people will still need, you know, quality service. So if they, they are, they have the capability, obviously you, you have to start from, from the bottom up, but I think, um, you know, with, you know, the, 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 um, you know, hourly rate and all that, you know, you can always, um, you know, work, work your way up. Um, and I think you work your way up by what you said, you know, keep mm -hmm. learning, you know, it doesn't stop. It doesn't mm -hmm. stop after uni and especially, you know, networking, there's just so much um, opportunity. There's, there will be people who are keen to, uh, who will trust you um, and want to give you a go um, and not, not let, you know, competition like crowdsourcing platforms and, you know, and do yourself platform, you know, stop you from, from reaching your goals because, um, yeah. you know, it, there's just so much to do out there. There's so many businesses you can deal with. And I think, um, you know, getting out of the coronavirus um, crisis, um, I think people really have an understanding of of the value of local businesses as well. Um, For sure. And, yep. And really, you know, encouraging people to to get back to work. Like um, personally, like I've just thought about all these little jobs I've been needing to do around the house, and I've been. Um, <laughs> saying, yeah, let's just get the economy back on. But no, it's just to say that, you know, there's definitely hope for, you know, it's, it's, we all have to work together to improve the value of, of design services, yeah. Um, yeah. especially in Australia. I find, um, you know, where I'm from, um, design is a lot, more glamorous um yes than, i know what you mean the yep. way it is perceived here um and i think the value of design may is a lot harder to to sell here um mm -hmm. okay. potentially you know australia has come a long way just in the next 20 years from you know um and really being able to put themselves on the map to you know being a bit more urban or I don't know how to say that, but you know, we're far yeah. from the country town that, you know, yeah, absolutely. Like 30 years ago. Mm. So we've come a long way, but there's still a lot to do. Um, and I think that this is where the, the room, you know, there's room for, um, for better design to be done in the future. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. Mm. Well, we've taken up enough of your time, I think, Julie. We uh, we we can going talk about this all day if you like. We pretty much could. <laughs> we, we absolutely could. But look, I, I think uh, people need to start paying attention to what what we've just been talking about. I think it's exceptionally important if they want to compete in the exceptionally competitive marketplace, which has only gotten mm. more competitive mm-hmm. um, as things move down the track. So I think it's uh, exceptionally good that they're getting to listen to someone like yourself. So thank thank you you. for for coming on the show. (laughs) And if they want to reach you, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes, but they can, they can just go to uh, brandfoundry.com.au. We'll put the link in that. Um, Julie, J U L I at brandfoundry.com.au. That's your email. Info at. Oh, info. Okay. Info at brandfoundry.com.au super so you can get in touch with julie there and um yeah feel free to leave any comments below if you have any questions for julie and uh, good luck with your brand and graphic journey (laughs) thank you so much and thanks for having me thank you Julie. we'll see you at another networking function sometime (laughs) sometime in the in the close future all right Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.